0: Hey, good people, how we doing? You know, the digital age is so weird when it comes to human interaction, right? But it does afford us the opportunity to meet and greet people that we may have never had the opportunity or chance to in real life situations. And for people like me who love human interaction, who love meeting people, who love conversing and love getting people's stories, Oh man, it's such a blessing. Stay tuned, I have one of the people that I had a chance to meet through unconventional, quote unquote, unconventional terms, but has become a really good friend and a a really good person in my life. Stay tuned, it's gonna be a good one. Peace. Hey guys, how we doing? Welcome back to Good Radio. I have someone really special here for you guys today very interesting how we met. We actually have this is the first time we're meeting. It's really interesting. So before I introduce, her, I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, a couple months ago, y'all know the story. I was really down in, in, a, in a weird place in life. And I get a, a message pops up. Um, and it is this lovely young lady. And she says, why haven't you been posting content? I can't wait till you get back on this account. I'm paraphrasing. And uh, that is what is the impetus for me to get back into posting and get my life together. Um, a a small part of it. And I just want to welcome her with such warm love and affection. Mackenzie say what's up. Oh
1: my gosh. Hi, I'm so excited. That's such a funny story because every time I, you tell it and you're like, Oh, it's so cool. Thanks for messaging me. I'm like, thank you for responding. Cause honestly, you're such a, a love and a light and a vibe. And that's why I remembered your account and why I was lurking and why I was like, Hey, this guy disappeared. Where did you go? (laughs) We need you.
0: (laughs) Thank see. And this is so, it's so crazy because the internet is such a place of vast access. And with all of the negative kind of nonsense that goes on, there is, uh, there are sources of of positivity. I want to ask you, where do you go to find peace Mackenzie?
1: Um, nature unit, usually, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I'm an earth baby for sure. If I can find sunshine and some, some trees, some mother earth, I, it's usually where I find my center. So I'm, you,
0: a, I wanna uh, I want to, so cause earth baby, right. I know a lot of people I'm from New York, right. So hmm. we don't have <laughs> too many, uh, <laughs> natural earth babies around here. Uh, we have concrete jungle people. Um, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you? Because is it possible for you to to explain even what you get from the greenery and from the, the light?
1: Um, it's almost as if because largely the world has become a concrete jungle, um, we forget that we are we're part of Mother Earth. You know, we we seem to see ourselves as this other larger thing. Mm-hmm. and um for me to go back to nature and to see just how intricately connected everything is including us you know all these ecosystems all of these um atoms down to just every last fiber of everything is connected and when i start spiraling and i'm just like oh this is too much to be able to look at that and be like oh <laughs> the world is a lot bigger than i am like things are plans are much larger than the ones that i have in my head yeah um and I don't know, it it kind of brings me like a sense of peace and a sense of understanding that, you know, we don't run the world. The world functions with all of us in a, in a certain balance.
0: Oh. It's like, a, like a divine flow where we're all yes.
1: involved. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah.
0: Where are you from? Because, again, I this am- is, uh, for, for those listening, right, it's going to be weird because how you guys are meeting her, I'm also meeting
1: her yeah that's so true This is like such a i love this because it's like so weird Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm like oh the internet is so strange where i get to meet like cool people with dope vibrations and and then in turn you meet like more strangers so that's really neat um i'm from alberta canada originally it's kind of windy here if you can't hear me i will move um so I'm from Western Canada, Alberta, Canada. A lot of greenery there, a lot of nature, a lot of mountains, a lot of um, farmer's fields. So I kind of grew up just running and and enjoying <laughs> all the nature. Definitely not like New York. Definitely not where I am now, uh, Montreal. So last couple years, i kind of just been bouncing from major city to major city trying to figure okay. out my life. Um, but yeah, I am a born and raised Alberta girl. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you say montreal, what is the the main difference between Alberta? because again, I'm not uh this I, Canadian yeah yeah yeah, yeah true.
1: <laughs> um so hmm that's a that's a loaded question um so eastern Canada, Quebec, for sure, is a province, the province of Quebec, and I live in the city of Montreal mm-hmm. uh they kind of have their own thing going on it's uh majority French okay um some type of separatist movement there. So not unlike some of the political climate in Alberta today. It's mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. I would say Western Canada is more hippie vibes, okay. more nature, more okay. um, a little bit more, more open in that way. Whereas Eastern Canada is a lot of uh, major cities, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. Uh, I like to think of of Montreal, it honestly reminds me of, like, a French New York, <laughs> like, mm, okay. the, the people are kind of no-nonsense, they have their own culture, their own vibe, um, whereas Alberta is more uh, working class, blue-collar, welders,
0: okay. um,
1: gas industry, farming, mm-hmm. so that's kind of the major difference.
0: For, for New Yorkers here, right? I mean, the, the greater New York, most of New York is actually uh, blue collar and actually super suburban, if not rural. I,
1: I guess that's, I never think of that. I just think of New York City as a whole and not like the state of New York and how yeah. big it really is.
0: And it's so funny because I have cousins that, uh, Buffalo is the, the state capital, which is weird because you would think New York City would be. But yeah. Buffalo is just the, like your farm 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 and yeah and and there's an urban section to buffalo and it's like (laughs) it sounds weird saying this but it's like uh like people doing all of the things that you would think of as urban area but like on farms so kind of a weird it's a weird disconnect um that's so cool what uh what were you looking for going from all these places
1: Mm. (laughs) honestly I had in 2016 I had a straight up mental breakdown
0: Mm.
1: like was not mentally okay at all and you know it took me to an extremely dark place where I was like I either get help or I'm not going to be on this planet for very much longer so I went and got some professional help and um, through that I kind of was whatever working on my stuff and an opportunity for me to move to Toronto arose Mm. through modeling. And I was like kind of battling with, for me, it's always been like a self-worth thing. So you kind of are like, well, that's ridiculous. You know, nobody moves to a different city to be a model and why would you think you could do that? And you should just stay home and Mm. do what you're supposed to do. Right. So, but I ended up going Um, And then from there, things have kind of unfolded. And then I had an opportunity to come to Montreal, and I have family out here. And um, it's honestly just been a couple years of me just putting in really hard self work, you know, (laughs) like dealing with the underlying issues of why am I not happy? And what makes me happy? And who am I without all of these labels and identities? And um, you know, people telling me what I should and should not do. And so that's literally all I'm trying to accomplish. I, I don't have any major plans. I just am kind of trying to figure I that out it, first.
0: I find it interesting when, and we're, we're probably the same uh, age, but we're definitely in the same area in terms of mindset in life, where we came through something that is super traumatic and I always find it interesting. After we get out of those those bad spaces in life, there's a kind of a thirst or a hunger for finding who you really are. Like mm. we we went through life thinking we were one thing, and obviously we weren't, because it led us to such a crash. And then oh, is this 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 void of who am I, right? Why am Why am I? And that's the the big thing, right? Finding the why in everything we do.
1: For sure. And especially since you're talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it last night. And I was like, you know what? Like, we like to talk about women and how women are struggling. And Mm -hmm. I I want to empower women, which are all great things, you know. But I feel like the conversation too often revolves around women. Mm. You know, whereas you're policing our bodies. And we're wearing too much. And we're wearing too little. And uh, yes. Uh, what we can and cannot do with our own physical bodies Mm -hmm. and on and on. It goes on and on. I could go sit here for four hours and talk about how much we want to talk about women. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I feel like women have, we've had our massive revolution of uh, I am better than property and I am my own person and we've done all of that work. And I feel like men have so much work to do. For sure. On your own stuff, in your own community, sure. in your own mental health, and like the hyper masculinity of being the stoic, strong provider that can only show two of the hundreds of m- human emotions is like a thousand percent such an issue. So when I when I was thinking about like mental health and how you were going through your stuff, mm-hmm. that's um that's probably a lot harder for you too as a man because. You have been raised to be, oh, I got to be strong. Oh, I got to shove it down. Oh, I have to
0: soldier on. And I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about us all being connected and flowing with each other. Because I think that the mental health issues that men experience manifest itself in the hurt that is inflicted on women the hurt that's inflicted on the planet, the hurt that's inflicted on communities, hurt that's inflicted when there is this kind of machismo and need for, for, for guys to, to flex their, their, their muscles, whether it's politically or financially or whatever, and it causes such pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, with, with me, I think that just allowing vulnerability to happen, Right? Not being afraid of vulnerability. Like, I feel like so many people in this world are shackled by fear. And fear 100%. of thinking. It's, it's And you put up something that I so resonated with. Uh, you were on your porch and you were just talking about just releasing and, and just this, this, you were talking about your mental health and releasing. And I resonated with it so much because it showed vulnerability in its purest form. Not caring who's going to like it, not caring who's going to... Think it's, you know, whatever, just pure form. How do you get to that? Especially from uh, a place where you came from.
1: I'm still not there. Honestly, it's in simple form. For me, it goes back to my own self-worth. So you're told all of these things your whole life. That's how we become who we are. That's the label, the identities, the experiences um, are based on, on how life unfolded for you so for me there's like this pressure to you have to look a certain way you have to be a certain way especially when you get into modeling industry it was you don't have enough followers you're not marketing yourself you are so I was like oh shit I better I better get on that right like (laughs) and it was it was weird because I in person I'm not like at all at all I don't need you to like me Mm. I I am very anxious in person. I'm very quiet in person. Um, I have a very select group of people where I am loud and silly and rambunctious. Mm -hmm. But online, it's like I developed not a persona, but a way to just hit send. You know, like I would be scared to be vulnerable. And I'm like, you know what? I would rather people think I'm ridiculous and I'm being authentic in who I am. Mm-hmm. Then to me, sit there and post four pictures of my butt and my face and be like, oh, give me the validation that I need and the attention that I'm seeking. Like, I, it wasn't for me. That's not the way I wanted to brand myself or to connect with people anymore.
0: Yes.
1: Um, so it, it wasn't like this moment where I woke up and I wasn't scared anymore. I still am scared when I get vulnerable online and I'm just like that mm-hmm. voice in your head where it says nobody gives a shit, like, why are you even doing this, like, this, this is meaningless, like, and then I look at you and what you're doing and how you are just full-fledged running with what you want to do and what you believe in, (laughs) and I think that's so cool, and I'm just like, you know what, like, I, I don't care, and chances are other people don't care, and if you really believe that other people don't care, then what's stopping you, you know what I mean, like.
0: And that's the thing, I think we when we add value to people, I was just talking to myself, because we obviously can't be around that many people. But I was talking to myself about this earlier. (laughs) And uh, the idea of not just talking, but bringing value or not just posting, but bringing value to people, right? Mm. I was looking at a lot of, and again, people are going to bring value in many different ways. But I was looking at some profiles that um, are just like straight modeling and straight work, certain types of modeling. Right. And, yeah. you know, again, not in a position to, to tell anyone what to do with their page or with their body or whatever, but I, I thought about the people receiving that and how they interact with those people. Right. I, I, 'Cause I say I bring this up because I was talking to someone earlier uh online and uh they were like, Why are you interviewing this per you never met this person? And I said because it's a genuine, it's always been a genuine interaction, right?
1: Yes.
0: We we have these people who are following these people and it's always like slide in the DM, slide in the DM. Hey, you're hope you have a beautiful day. And you see these things to ultimately slide in the DM and for some ulterior motive, right?
1: Yes. There's always, it's almost like an interact, like a transactional experience. For How do you everything. deal with that?
0: Because you're a model, right? You're, you're a person who as much as you put yourself deep, your deeper self out there, there's also a, a sense of uh, a, a physical, a, a surface thing. That um, you bring.
1: I think for my Instagram page, I don't, I don't, post like that anymore where before Mm -hmm. it was definitely like oh this is how I'm gonna book jobs so I have to be this this human mannequin you know and don't show too much of yourself and don't be um and of course that attracts it's the internet everybody from all walks (laughs) of life and all opinions and kinds can can follow you Mm -hmm. um and I don't I don't tend to to really give in to that stuff anymore. Like I'd much rather reply to someone who's genuinely messaging me and being like, Hey, yes. I like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't care for the thirsty messages. And I, I honestly, I n- almost never check my message requests for that that's, reason, because some stuff is, <laughs> some stuff is a little bit scarring in there. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: that, not gonna and, and, lie.
0: and that goes into exactly what I want to talk about. Right. Um, the mental health that comes along or the, the, trauma that comes along with being seen as an object right i want you to speak a little bit especially to the to the guys that are listening a little bit about your experience with not only on on the internet but in in real life uh, quote unquote um how your interactions with people who see you just as a surface individual how that into how that affects your mental health
1: um hmm uh i think a lot of women can relate when they say that they were sexualized at a really young age mm-hmm. um unfortunately i remember being like honestly probably 12 i think i was in sixth grade the first time i got cat called mm. i was walking to the convenience store to get like some five cent candies and somebody honked at me and I remember being like, Oh, did I do something wrong? Mm. And and then it dawned on me like, oh no, they're they're hollering at you because they think wow. you're attractive. And then I like turned and I think they got a better look at me and they were like, Oh shit, that's a that's a child, you know? Like Yeah. But so from a really, really young age, that's the kind of male attention that I got. And as a kid, you don't really know how to navigate that you overnight you literally go from okay I'm a child to I'm not anymore and that's not how people see me and that's not how I'm going to be treated and just street harassment and you're called names if you do reply and you're called names if you ignore it and um, so it's learning how to navigate that attention in a safe way Mm. from from a really young age and I would say that a lot of the men that I do know are not inherently bad. They're not inherently pigs. They don't mean to be gross or predatory. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they were not raised mm-hmm. and drilled the same way I was to survive. I remember being sat down and told, this is what you do if someone attacks you. This is what you do if someone uh, cat calls you don't upset them don't insult them do whatever you need to do to get out of there safely meaning stroke their ego meaning laugh it off meaning be polite and essentially don't call them out on their garbage because that might upset their male ego and that might put you in harm's way Um, and i do not remember ever maybe once where my family sat my little brother down and said, hey, don't ever assault a woman. Don't ever call her out of her name. Don't. And of course you have those conversations, but not nearly in the same stress and like almost like a like a survival technique was drilled into me over and over and over and over again. Don't run with both headphones in. Don't go at night. Have a buddy. Put your location on your phone. Like all of these things where he was not raised in the same stressful anxiety like you better know this do not treat women this way do not behave this way do not allow your friends to do this like it's not the same the way you're being raised and I think Mm -hmm. that's where the disconnect is is that I'm being raised to survive and you're being raised to kind of just do you and do your own thing and exactly and there's like this then you grow up and you're like well how is how is where is the miscommunication here like how do you not know that this is wrong how do you not know that this is uncomfortable and scary and and you make women you you boil us down to these surface level
0: yes things like
1: and you could go into all sorts of reasons as to why that is I mean sex is a huge seller in our marketing Mm -hmm. the porn porn alone is a whole other topic but like what kids are seeing today and what they are being raised on is, is that's love and that's intimacy and that is so so messed up to what real what sexual intimacy it. is yes and it's, so now you have all these kids who are 13 14 years old sometimes even younger and that's what they're watching and that's what they yeah. are duplicating in life and that's what these girls are watching and that's what they think is normal and what is appropriate and you're just this object you're just this thing for me to use and abuse and exactly So, Like, it's a whole thing, man. I don't even know where to start.
0: And and I feel like it's important. This is why we love telling stories here. I I feel like a lot of people don't understand that when I get it, right? It's like reading a book. I can read a thousand math books, and I will not know how to tell you anything about derivatives. But if you sat in front of me and told me about it, then I could probably explain it more right? Yes, I think yeah. a lot of times uh, especially currently we have all the memes going around and the, the feminist accounts and the man feminist accounts and but it, it's not until, a lot of times it's not until someone says something that just hits and I think what you said just kind of viscerally hit where it's like you're trained to survive. Yeah. I connect that back to uh, I actually do this a lot um, I connect the conversations we're having about race in this country with conversations that we're having about um, being a woman, right, globally. And mm-hmm. people just raised to not be cognizant of how uncomfortable people feel. And how how weird people um, are made to feel in, in just everyday situations, right? How do, how if you were a woman right and, and it should be obvious, but sometimes it's not because sometimes you know people are just unaware as a woman how do how would you um advise someone how would you what, what would you tell your little brother if he says you know what i I see this girl on the street you guys are walking down the street he sees a girl that he's attracted to what is the right way is there a right way what is what, um.
1: I think, first of all, I <laughs> my brother knows better. He was raised by a house full of women. So I, I, I think the, that's a massive difference, too, is that, well, when I say that he didn't have the same conversations, he did, but the urgency was not there and the repetitiveness mm. was not there like it is with, with women. Yeah. And I think that that it's, it's different for each person. I mean, some people don't want to be approached at the gym. They don't want to be approached in the street, like period. doesn't matter if you're nice about it. And I can't speak to what other women uh, want or do not want. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, if you approach me as a human being and you say, Hey, how are you? I I think you're beautiful. I would love to, you know, hang out with you sometime that's happened to me before. And I've been like, wow, thank you for seeing me as a, as a as a person rather than, yelling about my body parts or you know hollering out of a window or following me or you know just awful things yes um so i think the difference is is being able to step outside of your own entitlement Mm because i do feel like there's an entitlement there that i have to respond to you and and if i don't do it in the way that you want that's going to protect your feelings then somehow i'm a bad guy and i'm stuck up and I'm you know this vapid narcissist when in reality it's like I'm a human being I'm minding exactly. my business I'm I'm walking to work and I'm supposed to stop and listen to you hoot and holler and I'm supposed to smile in your face about it I don't think so like
0: so I, I think, think the that's a disconnect Yeah, and, and I know I have which
1: is wild to me that that's a disconnect like
0: I'm telling you Mac I have guys in my head <laughs> like friends in my head right now who I'm like, yo, I, I'm going to send this to. Because <laughs> there, there is a disconnect of this this feeling that any woman who does not want to entertain you is um, not entertaining you because of what she lacks in herself. Mm. Or, or what is a direct insult to what you lack.
1: Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I feel like you internalize that rejection
0: yeah
1: and and it can be obviously rejection is painful it doesn't feel good i get a thousand no's all the time especially in the the industry that i'm in you go to a casting call nine times out of ten you're not booking that job and it's the one job that you do book you know so you have to get used to rejection and i think as men Mm -hmm. and especially as white men Mm -hmm. you kind of have a leg up in the world where there's not, of course you face rejection, but not on the level that women do not. You don't have to fight for things on the level that people of color and, and women have had to fight for things. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like men are like, Oh, well life has been, you know, I get whatever I want usually. So (laughs)
0: what's,
1: what's the issue? Like why now you have to deal with rejection. Now you you're feeling things you've never had to feel before and it doesn't feel good. And now you have to kind of look at yourself and be like, oh, I'm not good enough and unpack all of these things that someone has made you feel by simply saying, no, thank you. Exactly. And I don't know. I don't know if men are ready to do that as a as a whole. Like that's that's a you thing that you have to unpack and be like, hey, no, I am good enough. This person is just not interested.
0: And that's the thing. I always say this. I appreciate being a weird looking kid because in, <laughs> I wouldn't in,
1: call you here.
0: I, I, hey, you didn't see me in high school. <laughs> I well,
1: that's what we're gauging it on. And I think we're all, in.
0: I was so weird looking and I, I hung out around people that weren't weird looking. So it would always like it. And it had the adverse effect of making me think twice about what I had to offer, but also made me develop more than mm-hmm. just you know being a looking a good looking person quote unquote right and it yeah. also made me develop like yo p- some people not gonna like you that's fine right you, you have to walk away I think a lot of times especially in communities of privilege right where no is not a word that is yes around a lot um especially communities you know here in New York certain areas in New York where you don't get told no you don't you know you you're you have everything given to you, uh, it's it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. It, and I wanna talk a little bit about, I want you to talk a little bit about, uh, to women, right? To young girls who may be listening. How do you get to a place of solidity in yourself that you don't get, blown to and fro by every dude who has something negative to say after?
1: Mm, I think you have to start realizing that you are more than a man's opinion of you. You are more than society's opinion of you. And I think that we are raised to, to be these little lambs who are you know caretaking and nurturing and we project manage everything we project manage households we make sure everything's running smoothly that's what you're taught to do you're taught to not rock the boat make sure everything's good um and then when you add the the security of making sure that you're safe by not upsetting these men you're enabling them to behave like that unfortunately so i think what I would say is figure out who you are. Don't worry about anybody else. Like, what do you like? What do you want to do? What do you enjoy in other people? Like, stop looking for your worth in the attention of men specifically. Because I remember being young and being like, oh, this is positive attention. And so I I learned to be like, oh, I, I like when people see me and they look at me and they you know, I'm seen now, even though I'm seen as a piece of meat, which I didn't, my child brain did not understand that that's not a positive way to be seen by the world. Mm-hmm. It still was like, you, you're almost raised that that's a flattering thing. Like, oh, what are you mad about? Like, they think you're beautiful. You're, you've met these societal standards. Like, what are you complaining about? Yeah. Um, And I think that if you're, if you are raised and you are actively remembering that you are so much more than your physical appearance and you're so much more than someone else's opinion of you, you're going to be, you're going to be fine, girl. Like just put your head down and do you.
0: I love that. I think it's, I think that exact advice can be given in a way to, 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 it could be given to, to men as well. Right. Because, Mm. Like we just said, feeling like and I'll say this, right, I have a friend <laughs> uh he'll know who he who he is when he listens. I have a friend who um lashes out right when we when I used to go out would lash out at at women that um would be in a bar, and you know he he'd be like, oh, f that b right where's oh actually- no, yeah, exactly, and he says you know she's all she's she's stuck up she's you know and it always boils down to what he didn't have right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm trying to say this without giving detail because <laughs> he, you know no one wants no one should hear what he had to say about that detail but it it almost felt like a pugnacious thing against the world right like it felt like and and it's a weird dynamic where you have a lot of privilege and you always feel like the world is attacking you. Right. Mm, like, that's interesting. That, you know, we see that even with Trump supporters or, and not to get political, I don't know what, whatever, but uh, you know, we see that with a lot of people in power that they feel like the world is pushing back on them.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: As a person who is in an industry that, and I don't know any, like I, I'm talking, I used to watch America's next time model. Right i would think that it's a lot of gatekeepers in the industry of modeling how do you deal with the power players that you've met, that you've been in contact with or like the people who you know can shift your career if they wanted to
1: um i think that a lot of industries are uh are gatekept like that where you have to know somebody or you have to Uh, present as a certain way Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been really lucky that I've always dealt with people who are fantastic and um, Um, are looking out for my best interests and are uh, wanting to protect the girls on their rosters so I can't really speak to to how to navigate the negative experiences of the people who are not being protected but I do have girlfriends in the industry who have had some pretty bad experiences and unfortunately there's not a lot of protections yet for people in the fashion industry. Um mm. so that's that's kind of model alliance is a thing right now where they're almost unionizing and being like, uh no, we deserve to be protected just as much as everybody else and Absolutely. and these are our rights. And and especially when it's majority women in that industry who feel powerless and feel like you have to do certain things in order to get in. And if you don't want to do it then You know Then you don't deserve to be here So that kind of ties in with with this uh, Power disparity between women sometimes And the uh, The idea that you have to sacrifice something In order to deserve to be in certain places Or to um, You know Allow certain behaviors to go on Just so that you can get a seat at the table In in certain places as a woman
0: That's big Um, That's so big I wish that, that, that did not happen because even in, you know, in the black community, we feel like there a lot of people, not everyone, but feel like you have to shift your integrity or lessen your integrity or shrink who you are or yes. acquiesce to certain things, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah.
0: And I, I, and you talk about, and this is one of the reasons why I love following you as well, because it's not, um, just surface. I felt like I had a connection with you through your post because of the diversity of what you post and because of the multi-layered um, aspects of yourself that you post, right? I- I'm wondering when the world opens back up, does that affect your um your booking in terms of do you do you shift or do you use that as a as a way to market yourself where do you see
1: um i would say that at the beginning i was definitely this like meek quiet person online where i i just strictly was like hey this is you're a you're a hanger for clothes and that's it and (laughs) i was so unhappy and um no, I'm the agency that I'm with in Montreal right now is ran by super dope women who are just like yes. all about being yourself and they will they will market you as you are and you are exactly good enough as you are, which is amazing and, and super so dope. so beautiful. Ownership. Yeah. Ownership. Yes.
0: That is the key. I love that.
1: Yeah. So I'm not worried about that at all. I actually, I'm really into it. Even my mother agency is uh, in Toronto she's been like you know what if your mental health is your thing then like go for it and everybody's gonna support you and like you have to you can't just be pretty you can't just be what society is like Oh, okay you're good looking because you're (laughs) dealing you're dealing with people all day your personality has to come through and and um you know then if if people on set like you if the stylist and the creators and the makeup artists and if if they remember you and they're like oh that girl was nice and she was fun and she did her job well and she wasn't this like stuck up oh I'm Mm -hmm. I'm the model like because that's not how this works at (laughs) all so yeah um, to be able to come out of my shell because I think that's the thing is that even in, in my real life people sometimes think that I come off as unfriendly because I'm quiet Mm. So I'm a little bit of an anxious person socially and I don't want to offend you and I don't want to be annoying and I don't want to, um, you know, interject where I'm not welcomed. Mm. So I will sit back and I will watch. And if you approach me and you are, are wanting to strike up a conversation, I will be your best friend. But that me having to come out of my shell Mm -hmm. and having to, uh, step out of that comfort zone of just sitting there quietly and observing i'm still not quite there in real life but online i'm definitely just like you know what whatever hit hit send send tweets send (laughs) you know what i mean like i want to
0: ask you about that because okay so i'm a person that obviously i love talking to people i love going out i love being around people i love all of that that comes with it sometimes it is a deleterious thing i sometimes i go out way too much but
1: so you're you're a very extroverted person, you would say.
0: Super extrovert. Like Mackenzie, I am the type of person where I could stay out, and I have stayed out sometimes to my detriment, all night just meeting new people. That's just me. I love interacting with people.
1: That's but awesome.
0: Sometimes I don't I can't understand and empathize with people like you just said, who are super quiet and are super reserved. And you said something just now that kind of pierced me which was you don't, you're quiet because you don't want to offend, or you don't want to uh, say something that's taken the wrong way. And I never, you know, extroverts can't really relate to that because, you know, you see my, st- you see my thing. I don't really do <laughs> what, what, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but, but speak to that a little bit. What, what goes on a little bit, and I don't want to take, keep you for too much longer, but what goes on in your mental process that that keeps you from I don't want to say keeps you from talking because it's, it's a good thing that you don't ramble off like I ramble off but um what keeps you from from you know being as vocal
1: um I don't I think that's something that I'm kind of working on in life right now like I have been having to do like I said like a lot of inner self work and and mm-hmm. unpacking some of the things that you kind of just right off and shove down and yeah. um, so for me it's a lot of things I think I one it's just anxiety like it's just so small of a thing for me but in my head I blow it up to be so much bigger than it is um, yeah. and it's overcoming that inner voice of saying like nobody cares what you have to say or like that'll be annoying, or, like, nobody asked you, or, like, if they wanted to hang out, they would they would let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's, just like, so many weird things that I have to unpack, and um, it's a me problem for sure, and it everything boils down to to stop projecting, you know? Like, don't project that it's a them problem. Don't project that it's because they don't like you. It's why do I... F- feel like this why do i feel like i'm not mm-hmm. uh welcome like what is it that makes me feel like what i have to say is not important and um i don't have a one answer for that right now yeah. but it's definitely <laughs> something that i'm i'm working to address and unpack and um and kind of step out of my comfort zone on
0: i ask that because i know a lot of people go through that and i want to say that a lot of people who are extroverts we have to unpack why we have the need to always be in the middle of something and always, Mm. you know, so (laughs) loud and and loquacious about certain things. But I, and like you said earlier, it's all a flow, right? You can't have everyone talking all the time. You can't have everyone shy all the time. It's a, it's a tapestry of different people that make the world beautiful. I Um, love that. I think, I think I want to, ask you as one of the final questions edging on to the end of this um what and again (laughs) share what you want um what made you come out of that dark period in 2016.
1: oof um i had a choice to make like i said right like it was a literally a liver dive thing Mm. um So I chose to live and um, I had to seek professional help in order to do that. Mm -hmm. And it was through that and it was through therapy and which I'm so privileged and lucky to be able to afford Mm -hmm. um, that I was able to kind of realize that I had so much other stuff going on underneath that I didn't even realize. And I think it's so important for people And that's why I said earlier where I was like, men want to support women's, you know, empowerment and mental health. And it's like, that's great. And I love that. And I appreciate that. But what are you doing for yourself? You know, you need to look inward. Don't worry about me. I appreciate it. And I I think it's a great sentiment. But in order for you to do that, in order for you to truly empower women and truly care about us and truly uh, support us, you need to be able to be accountable for your own feelings and your own behaviors and you can't do that by watching me you can't do that by saying oh i'm helping you need to help yourself before you can help anybody else and that's something that i had to to realize and to do that i'm not a good partner i'm not a good friend i'm not a good i cannot pour from an empty cup so the last few years have just been me working through all of that garbage your inner child stuff your resentments your anger your hurt your pain of whatever kind that is and and having to deal with it, not just acknowledge it, but actually be like, okay, I feel this. I see it. I accept it. And now I'm able to put it down yes. and leave it there and, and go forward with, with, uh, without that baggage and without that, uh, in the back of my mind, you know? So.
0: That is so real. I love that you used, you can't pour from an empty cup. No. I Always talk about like not being able to, I always say in order to be a great relationship person, you have to master being single. In yes. order to be, you know, a, a great person that is in a group, right? If before you join an organization, you got to be, you know, well aware of the, the whatever your the organization is about in yourself.
1: Yes, 100%. And that's something that people I think kind of write off, like they're like, oh, I don't need to be alone. I don't need to deal with my things. I'm just going to distract myself with this project or this exactly. other human or, you know, whatever it is, this, this substance. And then it's like, uh, well, no. Cause when those things are gone and those people are gone, you're still broken. You're still hurt. Exactly. You're still not doing well.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I think, you. Know, I, I don't know your side, but with me, I was again, in large groups of people all the time, and just super lonely, just not. And now I think back, like, you know, right now the weather is beautiful outside, I'm getting calls to go out and do certain things. And I'm like, I don't really know any of the people that are in my contact book, right? Mm. Because they were all appendages, they were all crutches, they were all things that I, I've affixed to me to, de- to to numb the pain.
1: That's so and, interesting.
0: It's weird, right? Because we put these people in our lives as placeholders for what we really need to do.
1: Yes. Right. Wow, I've never like heard it said like that.
0: How do you how do we (laughs) how do we get to a place when we are when we get comfortable with ourselves? Because that's where I'm at right now, and I know you're super comfortable with yourself. How do we get to a place where we propel and reintroduce ourselves to the world when we're so good by ourselves
1: oh i think for me it's been because it's literally like i ripped my whole entire life apart and now i'm starting from the bottom like yes i've torn off every identity i've ever held on to and now i'm kind of just like this bare confused like Mm -hmm. who am i and what am i without these labels and these things that I've clung to and I think the only way that you go forward is to just kind of put yourself out there and just and that's so much easier to do once you like yourself you know Mm -hmm. I found it was so much harder when I didn't like myself and I was so insecure and I had all of these things that I was telling myself and I was unhappy and then you try to go out there and well of course that's what you're going to exude Exactly. So now that I'm like, actually, I'm pretty cool to hang out with. and like, <laughs> I'm I'm a pretty nice person. And, you know, like I'm a, these are all the things I do like about myself. Then you carry that energy and that worth, you know, those boundaries exactly. going forward and being like, hey, this is the kind of energy I'm trying to attract. Yeah. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm not about. And I think that the world kind of just opens up for you and provides those those kind of relationships for you. Once you know that you cannot accept anything less than, right? Exactly. That's the tricky part is because you get called back to old ways or old habits exactly. and they kind of whisper to you, like, it's so much easier to just come back and you got to be like, nope, not today. So exactly. like we have, we have pushed past this point.
0: If you know your worth, you set the standard, you set the price, right? You, 100%. You can't buy a, a Bugatti for a, uh, for
1: a Honda Civic uh, price.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to end on this, right? Um, I'm going to, this is, uh, I'll probably, um, whoever's listening to Good Radio, you probably heard this already, but I'm just going to report it. I mean, re- repeat it, report it, repeat it. Um, Good Radio every Sunday night, by the way, guys. Um, I mean, Good Radio Live every Sunday night on IGTV. Um, so I w- you just said something that made me just want to say this to you. You said your life was pulled apart, and you had to put it back together. And on Sunday, I'll be talking on live about the chrysalis season. Um, and y'all probably already heard it, but bear with me. Um, when when a when a, a caterpillar goes into chrysalis or makes a cocoon of itself, there is a part of the process, and I'll just share that one part called caspasis. And caspasis is when uh the what the the caterpillar has been ingesting all of its life uh turns into a chemical and uh when they're in the cocoon or in the caps in the chrysalis it turns into a chemical that digests itself internally so it literally destroys everything that is not needed for it to become a butterfly so literally it just and when i read it like i was Going to do something way back about cocoon season and us being stuck into in these little boxes, and when I read that, and when you just said that, being being taken through moments that literally it's I'm either going to die or be lifeless, right, or I'm going yeah. to grow into this butterfly. Yeah, I love the capsic, cap space's moments that we go through.
1: I love that too. What a beautiful like analogy, because it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like you. And I think we get comfortable being little cal- caterpillars. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like,
0: yeah.
1: this is scary. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to morph. I'm not trying to evolve. Exactly. Seems like a lot of work.
0: And I'm telling you, I, I mean, you guys will probably hear it. Uh, but if you don't, if you haven't heard it, if you weren't on the live, go back and listen. I can say go back. It's weird. It's it's very meta because I'm doing it on Sunday but this is not going to be released by Sunday. So it's very meta space, but um, <laughs> go back and listen to it because it is, it's about uh, caterpillars being on the ground and, and bottom feeding and then finding a space to, to morph and how the, the cocoon sends out vibes and, you know, takes people away gets animals away from touching it because it shakes and sends out vibes that it's changing and morphing. And, All this stuff. It's going to be a great message. So wild. I I love it. It's crazy. I'm going to send it to you when I record it. Mackenzie, I want to thank you personally uh, again. And I want to thank you loudly. um, Because if it was not for that message, I do not know that this platform would be what it is now. And I don't know that this platform will be what it is going to be in the future. So I thank you. I thank you for what you do. Outside of me personally, I thank you for being such a positive um, role. I, you know, we throw that that word around, but literally a positive. When I think about what a what a model could be, I think about you and Aww. your vulnerability and your ability to not only be a surface person but a deeper person. Um, one thing that we do here. Is at the end of every interview. Oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, oh, <laughs> got the whole thing. Sorry, I just, I just love this conversation so much that I'm.
1: I know. I'm just like having such a good time.
0: It's you. Feel free to come back and, and we, we'll we'll talk to y'all later about what what me and Mackenzie have um, down the line. But uh, I always end with uh, the good words that we have said in this conversation. Uh, I'll read those off and then I'll ask you one last question and then we'll go. Um, Okay, so the good words are larger than us, strangers, why me, anxious, navigation, project manager, and accountability. I think all of those words, um, if we hearken on them, write those down, and, and really think about those, we can find in ourselves healing, not just healing for us, but healing Uh, that manifests itself uh, in how we treat other people and how we empower other people, Mm -hmm. Um, how we're better to other people. The last question that I'll ask is a question that we ask everyone here as well. I always say purpose is never personal. What we do in life is not just for us. It's, it reverberates out to other people other than personal benefits. um, What is McKenzie's purpose on this, earth
1: i think my purpose on this earth and i think i've always known it but i've just been fighting it so hard Mm -hmm. is is to be of service to other people
0: yes
1: i think that at my core that's who i am i'm a healer i love i love broken people i love damaged human beings because i see myself in them and i I know what that feels like. And I, I know that that is my purpose at, at, you know, the deepest level of who I am. That's what I'm meant to do is to just be of service to people in whatever capacity yeah. that looks like.
0: Well, you definitely found a broken person and inspired him. To- <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: not a broken person. It's so crazy to hear. And like, I receive it. I, I'm doing this thing where I, I instead of being like oh no and minimizing positive things people tell me I do receive everything that you just said which is so kind and so really fills my cup um and I appreciate it so much but the bottom line is like like you said it's a give and take thing and I would have never messaged you and I would have never checked in to see where you were at if you were not already exhibiting such positive vibrations and such um you know vulnerability so I think you got to give yourself a lot of credit there too, that that you are doing exactly what you're supposed to do, and you're doing a great job at it. And I think that um, you know, if we keep being vulnerable, and we keep uh, kind of just raising our vibrations, that there's no telling where where we're gonna go. So thank you so much for just being yourself and and putting yourself out there, and and grinding, and doing what you're doing, and and inviting other people to. Kind of join your journey. I think it's really dope.
0: Hopefully, my ex gets to the end of this interview so she can see <laughs> I'm not as bad. As she thinks I am. <laughs> um, guys, um, Mackenzie, can you please tell them where they can find you and and be a part of your amazing vibe?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Tall Canadian Girl, or you can find me on Twitter at. Uh, tacos and tundra.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even know about the Twitter. I'm gonna get on that right
1: now. I know that that's my first Twitter plug.
0: <laughs> yes, I love it. Tacos and tundra. T u n d r a.
1: Yes. So tacos n t u n d r a.
0: Tacos like in, n okay. In tundra. Yeah. Got you. All right. Well, Mackenzie, thank you so much. I'm sure that this is not the last time that we are going to be on this platform and i'm sure this is not the 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 last project that we're going to do together i love you from the bottom of my heart i thank you for stopping by uh guys y'all stay put we have some business to wrap up with you guys Mackenzie, you stay put we'll talk after um thank you again say goodbye to the people
1: thank you so much for having me i love you too um thanks for listening be good to yourselves peace
0: Guys, wasn't she so cool? Sometimes it's not about anything except the energy that we give off. That's why it's so important to give off great energy. It is so important to be real with people, so important to be honest with people, and so important to be a ray of light and a ray of hope for people. You never know who you're affecting. You never know what a kind word can do to uplift someone. You never know what your light can do when you shine it on other people guys think good see good but do good (laughs) almost got that messed up let's try it again think good see good do good but most importantly be good love you peace Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms. And of course, findinggoodtimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting. Most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.